Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Can you hear me? Yes. I, oh, there you yeah. are. You can't. Are you? Can you hear me now? I, can, I I couldn't hear you for a second there. That was weird. That was weird. I was like, oh no, I've got to go in and reset my headphones so we can hear each other. Again. No. Anyway, it's all good. How are you, man? How you doing? How, I'm fine. Howdy. How are you doing? Good. Good. So what's happening, man? When are we going to get together? When are we going to do the uh, in person recording? <laughs> I need to. I need to get. I need to. Uh, I need to get with Rose and see when she's going to go down there. I mm -hmm. know we're ta we're talking about going to Arizona. That's not people, here. I think. No, <laughs> that's not there. But she's got another friend that she wants to go see, and that that might be a day trip or something. I and I need to ask her. Um, a day trip to Arizona? That's far. No, 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 to San Francisco. Oh, okay, cool. So we've been in the Bay Area for a while, and that's what I think. So San Francisco is like a what? depending on the time of day, an hour from you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I can, I can dump her. Off. I can do without her for two hours <laughs> for, for travel time. I, I don't need Miss Daisy riding a shotgun as I'm driving down uh, two eighty. <laughs> Why not? You don't want to, you don't want a side seat driver or back seat driver. I have a backseat driver. She she and my mom are the same way. Uh, mm -hmm. So I just tell them, you might as well call me Hoke while I'm driving. <laughs> That's good. And she says, you're you're so funny. And I said, I am funny. I work at it. I try yeah. to be funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I think we both try I, to I be funny. I went to college it's, to uh... learn how to be funny. So. Well, oh, really? I thought that was I thought that was something completely different. No, it was a it was the philosophy philosophy of comedy and jokes. Oh, so you actually went to school to be funny? I actually did. Wow! Now, did they did they teach me how? No, but they <laughs> taught me a lot of things like. Freudian. But you're innately funny. You're innately. No, funny. I was not innately funny. I I oh. told I'd like to be funny. I told really that my sarcasm has always been there. So that. But sarcasm is not always funny. I, I can guarantee you, there's some things I've said that was not funny. Um, and yeah, but I mean, you you're a pretty funny guy. I try to be funny. I try to I try to be comical because I think um, I think back in the back in the day, I hate to say this because I don't really know. We don't have a common cartoon anymore like we had Far Side. Yep. and I didn't ever. I wasn't ever really a big Garfield fan, but I was mm -hmm. a Far Side. I did keep a Far Side and Dilbert. Yeah, and what's it? What uh, Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, I would keep up with those. Um, yeah, but because you read the newspaper, I read the comics nearly every day. Yeah, uh, and I do believe that's that helps. It helps your, with your daily mindset is mm -hmm. to start off with a you know kind of something light and it resets you so you don't you're not bitter all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, basically, what's happened is that we've lost that commonality. Like, not do. you don't have a we lot of people experiencing thread. the same thing. It's, I remember when I was in high school by the cabal. The cabal is doing it all. So they oh, yeah. split us up. You know, I remember in man. I remember in high school where. We used to every Monday morning we would be talking about SNL. 
right? And we would be like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so, remember well, that, that skit? See, that was really funny and blah blah blah. <laughs> right. That's the common thread for our human. I'm I'm out of it. I have never been an SNL fan ever. Right. Right. And even when it started. Well, first of all, it started on Saturday night when I was in college, uh, mm -hmm. what, 75 or something like so that. So you were spending too much time partying, basically. So you uh, you absolutely. Weren't, you weren't really I was a... chasing girls. I, wasn't, <laughs> I didn't care about being funny. <laughs> but don't you have to be funny to chase girls? Well, you do now, but back then it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a requirement. Humor wasn't um, a requirement. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> now, well, now you Wait, maybe humor is still not a requirement. Maybe it's just a requirement from. Well, you, it's a different requirement. So, yeah. Since we're talking about it, uh, when long long before I moved out here, my my family is, is we're we are sarcastic. I, I'm, my sister's not, but my dad was, my granddad was. Uh, I am. There's no doubt about that. And you know, sarcasm can get you in trouble because. They have to know that you're being sarcastic. If they do not know you're being sarcastic, it sounds pretty hard. Oh, tell me about it. That happens to me all the time because uh, I think it's a Canadian thing, too. We like insulting each other. I think I told you once before, I had a boss who he would get such a kick out of being insulted like and, and me being sarcastic and stuff like that, that, really? that uh, I would do it in meetings and people would be looking at me like, what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> but he loved it. He would like piss himself laughing. He would he would be great. I'm like just making sarcastic, uh, uh, insulting comments, and he thought it was like Rodney Dangerfield or something. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Our 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 Don Rickles. Yeah, you know, well, you know, guys, we, we need we we do that kind of shit all the time between us, right? Guys, you um, know, yeah, we're I mean, always yeah. ripping on each other. The the um. Yeah, but we, I mean, I don't get Don Rickles nasty. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he he wasn't ever nasty. He was just blunt. I mean, I don't think, I don't think the current um, cultural uh, zeitgeist can handle him anymore. I mean, yeah. there is nobody that replaced him as the insult king. No. Uh, he and uh, Alan King both were pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I would, I, I have a, uh, where I was going with this, my dad told me when I moved to California, he said, he said, you cannot be sarcastic here. People get offended. Mm -hmm. And this is like 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So 30, maybe 30, 35 years ago, I guess. And um, so when I got one, of the, I never thought I was going to move to California, but I did. And one of the things I learned is, Man, did I have to damp down my sarcasm? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, so much. Really, so. <laughs> you know, as a group facilitator and and other things that I did, um, I would have to watch my comments. And I remember, I I don't really remember the context very well, but I said something in a meeting that was, I mean, really sarcastic, and mm -hmm. it slipped out. I mm -hmm. it wasn't directed at anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, any anybody in the room, but it really slipped out. It was a, it was kind of a group sarcasm thing, and, and I don't remember what I said, but I do remember once. Man, one of the ladies that that I worked with, and it's man, you were a little harsh in there, not. <laughs> At least they didn't use the M word. What the M mean word? Mean 
Oh, you're so oh, mean. That means that means nothing to me. What is that? That's what are we doing? What are we? Are we on the playground in? Oh, in you're so grade? mean. I can't believe you could be so, so mean. mean. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. What do you mean I'm mean? I hate, I've been accused I really of being hate mean. that word because it's it's just it's and the other one is rude. The other one yeah. is rude. You're so rude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not being rude. You may see it as rude, but I'm not being rude. I'm I'm just being me, you know. Yeah, so well, I told you about of, that that guy who was who had cancer, and they were doing an ultrasound on him. No, and go we ahead. were we were in the uh, so we were two friends of this guy, and he had he had cancer, and they were doing an ultrasound on him. The nurse was doing an ultrasound on his belly, right? And I said, "Is it a boy or a girl?" <laughs> And she said, "I was thinking, I was having an ultrasound just like that last week. They were doing my aorta." And she said, "Oh my God, you're so mean!" Of course, but everybody, everybody got a good was, kick out. That of wasn't it. even mean. <laughs> to her, it was. I, to her, it was totally mean. I will tell you uh, because I remember this. This, mm -hmm. this is probably the most. I don't even know if it's sarcasm, but it was. It was. It was. Um, it cracked the room up and mm -hmm. it pissed her off really bad. <laughs> we were we were teasing each other and I was I, um, I was smoking then. I said, "Here, you know, let me have a drag off your cigarette. I think that's she's and she's about to hand it to me and then she pulled it back and says, "I don't know where your lips have been." <laughs> oh, that's and, good. And I and, and not I mean I knew that was a good one, but. I the so I said I looked at her and I said, "Well, I don't know where your lips have been, and you got two pair." <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Yeah, that that's probably the best ever comeback I've ever I've ever wow. because it laid it down. I mean, the whole room just fell out, <laughs> and she was stunned. I mean, I <laughs> and and you know. That, wow, that's probably the best ever kind of I've ever ever wow. said because I've never. And, then, and then how long did you guys date? No, <laughs> no, we weren't dating. We weren't we weren't dating, but we were friends. And, no, I thought wouldn't but, it be great if she's like, oh yeah, I want to I want to go out with this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 but it, I said I said if you're gonna play the game, you gotta take the the you gotta take the comeback. I'm yeah, just, you know that was a, that was really good. That was really that, good. I thought so too. I, 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 that's one of the best ones I've ever I've ever done. And See, you I'm, should be a stand-up you know, really comic, man. Maybe you should be. Hmm? Maybe you should oh, be no. a stand-up comic. Uh, I, I looked at. I, I, have I told you about doing the stand-up comic one time? No, I think you said you didn't said. I, didn't I tell you about the? Uh, maybe I was telling Terry this. Um, I was I was at uh, a um, going away party. Mm -hmm. For one of the guys that was at Texas A and M, I didn't tell you about this. Mm, maybe I don't know. I don't remember the puppy. He was, so it was. I think we were talking about it in a different context. I was talking about. Uh, I went and and did a telegram things about him leaving, and I researched his thesis was about the stereotypes of Irish people. Didn't we mm. talk about something? That's how. Anyway, anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> I they asked me if I'd do it and I said on first they first asked me if I'd do it and I said no and then I thought about it. So look, I'm a communication major. This, I and I personally believe 
humor is the only way you will ever know what they're thinking because it's you get a reaction right away. Mm-hmm. It's either funny or not funny. Yep, I mean, yep. people laugh. That uh, it's, it's the, that's right. It's, it's either first. dead silence or or, or right. Everyone they laughs. get it or they don't. Right. <laughs> So I thought, well, this will be a, like a little lab, but I had no idea. I, I had the flock sweats. I was, uh, it was awful. Mm, mm. I'm standing up there in front of people I barely know, and I'm telling jokes about a guy I barely know. But oh boy, it was a it, it was a structural joke. So I had um, I had created a bunch of um, Western Union telegrams from his former students, mm-hmm. and they were named Mary Margaret. Catherine McGinnity or something. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> even, I mean, the name, uh, even the name is yeah, good. <laughs> the, the name was, I had, set, so I had lots of, so I was making these things up from, from guys and, and girls. And, and I, and I'm telling a joke and I don't, and I wish I remember this, but I'm telling a joke and the one I thought was the funniest dead silence. Nothing. <laughs> Oh my God! Nothing. No, uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, boy, this I, I felt this one, and then the one that was I thought was just a throwaway had, had nailed the guy. Wow! And I didn't know it. I had <laughs> no idea that it had nailed his, his like his his personality. I guess. Wow! The, the room just blew up, and I'm like, <laughs> what happened? So that was my one and only. Um, ever tried to do stand-up mm-hmm. and the guy came over to me afterwards because i and he said i appreciate you <laughs> which made me feel pretty good but man I'm, uh, oh chris it's nerve-wracking well, I, <laughs> yes I, and, and I, several times i've been through that where you challenge that's when you know you're in a big threat situation because mm-hmm. i will start flop flipping yeah i i mean it's well, isn't that isn't it true that public speaking is like one of the one of the things people fear most? It, it's the people dread the most, and yeah. the, it's the funniest thing because I would tell my uh, my students when I was teaching on this, I said, "Look, you're in front of the most sympathetic audience you will ever be in front of because they're all going to have to get up here and do exactly what you're doing." Yep, all of them. And you know, I said, you know. We will get through the I had several people freak out and speak teaching speeches, people with emotions come out. So you yeah. have to be ready to deal with their emotions, not the the room's emotions. Yeah. The, the kids are all like, you know, yeah, go for it, you know. But the the speakers it, It's such a weird thing, isn't it, that we're that that's like a real problem for humans. What, what it is. is it because we're we're worried about Ex, like being excluded or, or, or like doing something wrong and being kicked out no. of the tribe. I mean, it's, it's almost we're like an intuitive out. thing. So yeah. We're stepping out of the tribe. We're stepping out of the herd. Mm. And then a lot of times, um, I don't know if schools, uh, I don't know if they still did book reports or something where you get it in front of the class and talk and oh, like show and tell. We read uh, that too. Yeah. Um, get it in line. And you, you were just, Making stuff up. Yeah. I, I mean, I did. I didn't. You know. Oh, it's show and tell. Okay, here's a rock. I found this rock and it's been around for a billion years. I remember doing that. And and uh, but if the if the kids do not get acclimated, I guess is what I'm really trying to say it is acclimated to conversing and by themselves being a solo voice. 
yeah. of what's going on, it's it's tough. I mean, oh yeah, tough. yeah. Yeah, well, it, it happens cold. to me all the time too, and I've done I've done a bunch of public speaking things, and I'm just like always freaking out ahead of time, especially if it's me. Yeah. And the biggest problem, uh, if it's just me, like if I'm on a panel, no sweat, because there's other people who can take up the slack, right? right. But if I'm just like me, I'm deathly afraid of forgetting something key that I need to talk about. I, I just don't know what it, it's just like. So you don't use notes or anything? Oh, you know, but sometimes they, you know, it depends on the on the venue, right? There's some venues that are like TED Talks where you're supposed to just stand up there with no notes, no prompts, and just like talk for 18 minutes. And it's, that's tough. <laughs> you got to know your material inside and out. And there was others where <laughs> you can use your, uh, bless you, 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 you can use notes. And, and that's fine. Like I've done some with notes that are fine. <laughs> but bless uh -oh. you. Usually when I'm in a facilitation session, I mean, that's not a problem, right? But when you're, when I'm doing a, like a more formal speaking thing, it's, mm -hmm. uh, that's when I get, when I get a little freaked out. I got to take some deep breaths ahead of time. But you know, what's funny is that the moment it's like about 30 seconds or 10 seconds into it, I'm fine. Right. That's all the anticipation ahead of time. Right. So that's the, so, that's so, that's so weird. Let me take my allergy medicine right quick. Mm -hmm. Slap that Benadryl in there? No, this is Sudafed. Oh. It's the only stuff that's ever worked for 40-something years. Yeah, actually, it's about allergy time for me, too. I, I mean, Rose, Rose was, I was sneezing last night, and Rose said, are you, are you catching a cold? And I said, I don't think so. And then I sneezed and sneezed, and I went, it's getting about that time. It was about this time last year. That I started sneezing a lot, yeah, a lot. So let me let me work with real quick. I'll give you an anxiety thing. Mm -hmm. um, when you're going up your class, when you know you're going up, and this is what I do now, especially if I'm if I'm freaked out, you tense every you tense all the mu muscles in your body because what you got to what you got to deal with is cortisol. Cortisol, mm -hmm. you got to burn it off, and so when you tense your muscles up for like. 20, 30 seconds, the mu the muscles will burn that excess cortisol off, oh. and you can go up there a oh. lot, uh, a lot, um, and nobody mm. knows. I mean, nobody's looking at you yet. They're, mm. they're doing your introduction or something. They're all mm -hmm. looking at him mm -hmm. or her, and you can just clench your fist and mm. chomp down on your jaw and squeeze your butt and, you know, all that kind of stuff, because you it really does. Make That's a good advice. That is very good advice. And I, I, I came up with that. I used to get out and and before I'd go to class because we had to do presentations. We had to do two presentations like that in communication classes. Each each communication class, communication class had a requirement of two communication events like that. Mm -hmm. So we did it all the time. But I would get I would get like you, I'd get stressed out. So I I would go out and walk the halls really fast to help, to help manage it. And then I then I, I as I went, this is one of the benefits of work where you um, where you you know my my minor was psychology. So I would get over in psychology and they talk about all this stuff, and it was like hmm. That's what's going on. You know, they're mm. talking about cortisol and all this stuff. And I said, oh, 
well, now I don't have to get out and walk the halls. I can just burn it off in my seat, and nice. nobody will ever know. Nice, nice. And it and it works for me. I, I'm telling you because it works for me, and maybe it'll work for you, and maybe you can confirm that it works for you, and maybe we can put it out there. Something, you know, <laughs> I will try it the next time I'm in in front of a crowd. But it hasn't. It's been a while. It's it, been a while, and it's going to get worse. It'll get worse because it's been you. I really believe you've got to stay in practice with that particular skill. Yeah. Uh, or it, it, it's like, it's not like riding a bicycle. Your, your threat thing goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I did so. a panel, I did a panel maybe about six months ago in San uh -huh. Francisco. And, uh, that was, that was pretty good. That was a tiny, a tad, a little tiny bit nervous, but right. because you're in a panel with three other people, right, you can you can bounce things off of other people, and the focus isn't entirely on you. But uh, you know, that's the first time I had spoken in front of a a, a pretty decent sized group in a while. So, but it was it was fine. It was fine. But what was yeah, topic? I want to talk about that. Talk about the balloon, man. Let's okay. talk about the balloon. You got you tell got... me about your balloon. What do you want to What do you want to say about it? Well, what do you think of this theory that? Um, it's been going on all this time, and they're just too high to be seen. No, you don't believe that. I don't believe that. You don't believe that. You believe that this is a. If, if they're so, they're from what I understand, there's commercial airspace, and above commercial airspace is military airspace. Right. So if they're above military airspace, that's a, they would have to be. And I heard this last night that the thing is as big as six football fields or something like that holy shit really it's that big yeah looks kind of small uh, in the picture <laughs> yes it does but if it's way up there it's gonna look... think about it if you can see it from the ground how big it's really got to be well yeah but that's that's the feet. it depends on how far away it is right i mean yeah, how right. far away from the ground is it i mean how how many feet up was it Did that <clears> sixty thousand feet the first one the only number i ever really heard was around fifty thousand feet mm -hmm. which is I think that's higher than most commercial airplanes. I think they're around 37 to 40, something like that. Um, that's yeah. That's so where does where does commercial airspace stop and where does military airspace begin? Well, why don't you give me give me a Google chance? <laughs> but yeah, that's um, what about? So there is no such that that, that theory probably doesn't wash. Well, the, so the thing that's been running around is that they had to put a transponder on it so that people wouldn't hit it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I mean, this is when I was thinking it was maybe the size of, you know, not a grape field, but uh, I mean, uh, maybe a 50-foot weather balloon or something, you know, something small that you've seen them launch probably a million times, but it's not. It's, it's huge. Uh, but to carry that package, I guess it has to be huge, and to be steerable, I guess it has to be huge, too. Well, that, um, that 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 looked like some kind of solar array. Yes, yes, that's what it looks like. But it, mm -hmm. it's it's and it could be solar on one side and radio, but it's probably radio antenna type stuff to pick up data. And it would have to uh, be it would have to be hanging low enough so that the sun got to it, because otherwise it can't be too close. Because the angle they were sh like that picture that you saw that you know the Happy Valentine's Day one. <laughs> Trump, that uh, Trump Jr. posted. Did you see that one? The one. Um, <laughs> I, so I saw another one. He, he Happy Valentine's from Fang Fang. 
uh, about things I'd rather do than than uh, watch the the Grammys. Did you see that one? Oh, you mean the satanic uh, uh, ritual? I didn't see that. I, oh, I, you got to watch the video. Watch it, I don't watch it. I haven't watched the Grammys in just got to watch that. Years. Just just watch that part. Just watch that part. It is unbelievable how well, how how satanic it is. It is like wow. We well, go back and you look at Katy Perry, I think, in the Super Bowl. And yeah, but this I is like over the top. It's like they're in yeah. the pits of hell. I mean, like, right. Jesus oh, Christ. yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw some pictures from it. So, yeah, I got it. Um, <laughs> yes, it's getting they're getting more and more blatant, aren't they? Just more and more blatant. You know, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Are they finally, finally ready to just come clean? I think they're thinking that if they don't do something pretty quick, they're screwed. And I think they're screwed anyway. But, but when you, when you, they, they have infiltrated most of the, of the institutions that we can think of. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're 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 everywhere. Yeah. Well, they're not everywhere, but they're everywhere where you can be, where they can be seen. Well, they're everywhere in control, right? Mostly. Yes, they're so they're in positions of power or or high levels of influence. Yeah. So let's see. It says uh, different requirements for commercial airlines. The majority of military plane planes fly at approximately fifty thousand feet. And at times, even higher. Yeah. Oh, that's um, it. Now you're flagged by the NSA, man. Yeah. Okay. Notably, the highest. The I've been flagged by the NSA forever. I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody's no got such a tag in there. Oh, he's talking to Chris again. No such agency. <laughs> but, uh, notably, the highest possible altitude for military is not publicly shared for security reasons. Nonetheless, most fighter fighter jets fly between forty five. And fifty-one thousand feet. Let mm. uh, me. I'm going to have to cut. But that means they're already that. in the military airspace. Yeah. So that was the thing. Let's see. Most commercial aircraft. Most commercial aircraft are approved to fly at a maximum of around forty-two thousand feet. Uh, this maximum is known as a service signal. For example, the double-decker Airbus A30 Jumbo is forty-two thousand feet. Mm -hmm. um, Boeing is forty three one, mm -hmm. uh, and and the other one comes in at forty three or forty one one. Mm -hmm. But I I mean I mean I know the airspace is is divided into levels. Yeah, that's yeah. how they you know there's like one level for east and another level for west. Yep, yep. And north they got the same thing with north and south. So I knew I already knew something like that, and whenever um. This popped up somebody when they said who approved this into our airspace because they had to do it to put the transponder on it to go so it would be tracked somehow and if they got a transponder on it they knew where it was from the time it crossed the border until it got shot down in the sea right so so, so biden basically allowed it that's what that's what's being to float all uh, the way across america yep well <laughs> and now they're you know they're um, they're trying to say, oh, they, there were three, or, I think three or so, um, while Trump was president. And the, the, so the best thing I saw was, I think maybe uh, 
maybe Dave said it yesterday, but somebody else had put it in the meme, which is kind of what Dave does sometimes. He would kind of re uh, the what the meme thinking is. Mm-hmm. And he said, with air, um, if, if, if this was flying over with Eric Swalwell and, and, um, Adam Schiff and Maxine Waters, you you would think that they would put that out there that uh, China uh, China Trump was allowing China to go over the United mm-hmm, States, mm-hmm. which is the best refu- refutation against it. Is saying, yeah, if he if this was happening when he was there, they didn't say anything. It, or they are if they even knew, they could have been paid by their China masters to shut up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't say anything. We don't want you to say anything about this. You can talk yep. about, you know, China, you know, uh, not China, but Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. And the and the perfect phone call and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So have you uh, where was it? Was it I forget if it's Telegram or if it's it's Patriot Command because they're about the same thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Telegram's a little bit more um, educational, I guess. I, I'll say than. Uh, than Patrick Wynn, but Patrick Wynn is more just funnier. Um, <laughs> they put on there when they uh, Zelensky is sitting in the office, the, uh, the in the Oval Office with Trump, and Trump's talking, and they show Zelensky when he what they're saying is this is when Zelensky figured out that Trump knew what was going on in Ukraine. Yep, yep, and he and looks really, really, face. really. <laughs> and he looks like he's got. Um, not diarrhea was constipation pretty bad <laughs> that's true that's true but what happened since then it's like well so, it's, so uh, there's so much corruption well, going on around the ukraine I mean, can't, it, yeah you can't do anything they're going to memory hold anything he does or yeah. they're going to turn it around yeah everything's so. been memory hold and not only that well the other thing i realized the other day was that people have their memories are super short now so like nobody remembers what things were like under trump it's it's been eradicated it's like you know i go I, people go to the gas station and they say oh look gas is cheap now it's like what do you mean gas is cheap it's like almost four dollars they don't remember or when over four dollars yeah they don't remember when it was dollar 87 they remember oh. when it was you know five dollars a couple of months ago but now they don't even remember they don't remember that far back it's like everyone's memories has been truncated it, it, it's like nobody remembers how things were even four or five years ago it's 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 insane i don't know what's happening to i don't know what's happening to um to people they've just it's like our our racial memory or not a racial memory but our our you know personal memory is just disappearing or they're, they've just memory hold it i guess i mean well do you ever so, hear anything talked about what things were i mean trump might come out and say you know gas was two bucks a big gallon when i was right. around but People are like, oh yeah, right. You're yeah, sure. Like that's well, it's you're true. just being a bragger. And, and a lot of <laughs> Trump's style on even on his tweets, uh, especially on his things on True Social. And, yeah. uh, I'm I don't use that very. I see his Trump truth on Patriot Win, and that's that's usually how I keep in contact with what he's saying. But his style is to talk about him in a kind of the third person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that, I mean, that that was cringy when it was on. Uh, what's it, what? Uh, I'm thinking about Seinfeld, the guy that the uh, I can't remember his name, but he talked about 
so and so did this, and it was him he was talking about. Yeah, he was always and George talking in third it up. person. Yeah, yeah, George picked it up. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but I remember the episode. And so I'm like, mm. you know, Trump. You know, they would they would have never crossed. China would have never done this with, with not with me with Trump as president. Yeah, I'm like, okay, personalize it a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a reason why he does it. And he's a pretty smart guy when it comes to communication, so I shouldn't shouldn't like del- uh, uh, cut it. It's cut branding. Down, but it's branding, right? I, I know, but but he's branded. <laughs> he's branded. A, he's pretty well I, branded. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to continue yeah, branding mean, himself. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it becomes an ingrained habit, and you just you don't know to cut it out. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but that that's what I think. I said, the way he does it is, I guess it uh, it must be to spread the message further. Yeah, Trump. You know, Trump. Because I uh, this goes back to something else. Is uh, when I was talking to my kids. You know, they, they the kids when they practice their speech. They, I said, let me see if this is what you do. Mm-hmm. And what I would say, that you'll practice your speech until you make a mistake, and then you'll start over. Mm-hmm. And I said, let, let me, do you ever get to the back of the bottom, the last part of your speech? Because they get they get really good on the first 30 seconds or maybe yeah. a minute because they yeah. practice so much. Yeah. But then they, they struggle at the back end. I said, look, let me help you with this take your speech and just practice it all the way through mm-hmm. and, and don't worry about mistakes. No. Yep. And, and I said, I even told him, he says, plan to make a mistake in the first 10, 15 seconds. Now, I will guarantee you, we will probably never even know it, Yep. but you will take so much pressure off yourself. Yeah. But you know, that, that'll, it'll, it'll let you continue. Yeah. And, that's the same know, thing. My, so my son is a piano teacher, and, he, and it's the mm-hmm. same thing that the kids do. His kids do the exact same thing. Was they're playing the piece, when they screw up, they start from the beginning. It's like, no, just right. keep going. <laughs> People might not even notice that you played the wrong note or you played it too slow or too fast or whatever. Just, just, just We're play not, the whole thing all the way through. The, for kids that are putting on music recitals. They're they're in front of people who only care about them. They don't care about the accuracy of his keystrokes. And like, exactly. None, we don't care about any of that stuff. First of all, yeah, we are not educated enough to know that that was the wrong note. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's so, usually that disconnect. I mean, he between... would have to be a pretty pretty boner out of um, not an out of tune, but um, a dissonant. You would have to hear dissonance to yep. understand. And some pieces nowadays are written with dissonance in them, so you don't ever know. Oh yeah, but isn't it true that some that there's always this disconnect between the 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 speaker and the crowd? Because it's like the speaker can get up there and say almost anything and make all sorts of mistakes, and afterwards it's still it's still fine. From their perspective, it could be all sorts of mistakes, but from the crowd's perspective, he they did okay. They love him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's like, it, well, yeah. okay. So you're kind of you're kind of approaching the difference between the the different. Um, I don't want to say difference because it's not exactly that. The you're saying disconnect, but um, 
they're disconnecting the information from the speaker. So you mm. got you got different you got different things that are going on. You if you if you think well of the speaker, you're you're not going to pay any attention. I can't remember what it's called. You're not going to pay any attention to the when they make them a flub or any of that mm. kind of stuff mm. because what what I was saying again once again everybody has been in that situation so they're forgiving in most mm. people. Mm. Unless, you know, unless it's a, a really, they keep doing it. And, and a lot of times, if they keep doing it, they're probably doing it on purpose as a message. Because right. you're more likely, I think people will more likely remember a, a somebody who, who's lying, not lying, that's not the word I want to use, who's not on point, I guess. You're doing you something contrary like, to what you expect. Right. You, right. you want to make somewhere in your message, I think maybe you want to put something in there that's a major point that you're trying to make, but it's contrary to what you're saying. And mm. Because people think in contrast, so you want them to carry that contrast. You, It's almost like a, uh, uh, there's an, a psychological thing about you can't not think about the white bear Mm. Have you ever heard of this one? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's where, okay, I want you to think about the white bear now. I want you to stop thinking about the white bear. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. So it's, it's kind of the same concept. But what I think what you're saying is if they had, uh, oh, I can't remember what the name of it is, where this, the goodwill of the goodwill of the audience toward the speaker colors the way the speech is accepted right and if the speaker could just understand that then they might be more relaxed <laughs> but the well, speech <laughs> so the, the, and, and the ones that have done this for so long they know they're going to get they come off the stage and get people out oh, that's such great you know you're wonderful thanks for coming and tell us all that you don't get very many critics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i've made some pretty pretty boner stuff yeah, but you don't get very many critics. I've had a couple of people that were that were friends of mine, and knew that I they knew what I was that I'd done. They knew what I'd done wrong, and I knew what they and they said, you know, you you really need to do this and this. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just reinforcing what I already knew. But it's not nice to know that people were paying attention. Right. That's kind of the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Is you know, they were paying attention and criticism. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, well, you don't want to ever hear that. Um, yeah, I don't know where your lips have been either, and you got two pairs. You don't want to ever hear something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that that was no doubt about it. That was a stinging remark. And you don't want to hear that as a speaker because it, it will carry with you for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do have something on the board, I just realized. So ah. we better talk about it just in case. We were talking about... Um, I think it's, what does it say? Trump, uh, Trump upset the plan. And yeah. that's why they hate him so much. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened, right? I mean, there was, there was a plan to. He was a disruptor. Yeah. So, you know, Hillary was going to come in and they were just going to continue these policies and everything was running smoothly. And then he disrupted the plan. But don't you, don't, don't you think that they've, you know, they've, they've, sufficiently recovered you think recovered. They recovered well you think they've no. recovered enough so that 
he's a like a non he's not a he's not as much of an impediment as he was like they've 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 neutralized him that's what i was trying to say but he's now been neutralized I, and I that's why no, they can just think that they, that's why I, they can just like full speed ahead on all of this you know woke shit and and other stuff that they're doing that's why they can they feel like they're they're empowered yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. now they may feel like that but i'm there um this is the sleeping giant mm -hmm. this is uh what uh, what's his name uh yoshida or, or the admiral from japan said you don't want to ever invade the United States because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Right. And they're there. And what was I? I was watching something. Is yeah, but I mean, we, are we living like that anymore? I mean, we're not. Well, that's what I'm we're not like that is, anymore. Yeah. Are, do we actually have outrage? Yeah. Or do you have to be an activist to be, you know, to be outrageous? And I'm, I'm not really sure how that happened because. We've got put to sleep pretty big. I mean, if you look mm -hmm. around what's going on in, in Brazil and what's going on in Italy and France, we've talked we've talked about this. Why yeah. are other countries more in the streets than Americans? And I yeah. I really don't know the answer to that. Um, I think we're so complacent about our system that this thing is like clockwork, and nobody's ever going to throw sand in the gears. And I think that's not true. I think. For the last at least 40 and maybe 50, 60 years, at least from probably when Kennedy was killed, the sand has been thrown in the years as we go along. Yeah, but and is it because is it because it. we 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 our toler our tar our uh, our, our tolerance, tolerance level is higher? Well, they've been preaching tolerance to us for at least 15 years, maybe yeah. 20. But tolerant with uh, with the state of affairs, Acceptance. right? Yeah. Well, it's it's acceptance too. Yeah. You don't, and the other the other side with the Christian community is you don't have a right to judge. Who mm. are you to judge? Mm. And so I don't. And the other thing that really bothers me is don't be so judgmental. Okay, my my thing is you're educated, so you can be judgmental. And this goes back to uh, the parable of, of Jesus and the woman that comes up, and is the um, he without sin. Castle first stone. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know if you knew this, but there is a in my Bible. There's an asterisk that they're not really sure about that Jesus ever said that. They mm. think that he might have, but they there's some question about it. So okay, but I'm I can tell you that it's probably deeply ingrained to most Christians. Christians don't cast the first stone, but the thing well. there is is he without. <laughs> there's a thing that says he without sin can't cast the first stone okay yeah. we all sinners but, but by the grace of god you should be able, by the grace you should be able to say i'm a sinner and you're wrong yeah or that's wrong i i, I said i well, i don't talk about people being wrong very much but the behavior i can talk about behavior all day long that behavior they're doing is wrong well, have and you heard that, the latest? To me, that's not judgmental. You don't spend any Pardon? time on 4chan, right? No, I, <laughs> I don't really. I, I don't understand the navigation of 4chan. I, <laughs> I, I really don't. And I never respond. I'm, I never respond to anything because it's too complicated. But reading right. it is interesting. And the latest thing that they're talking about is that Christianity was invented by the Jews to make people more tolerant and malleable. And I thought, mm -hmm. wow, that's an interesting take. <laughs> 
Didn't it take them <laughs> nearly two thousand years to get it that and way? And explain they explained that the uh, if you read the Old Testament uh, in the original, it's mistranslated on purpose into Greek, which yeah. then is mistranslated, <laughs> yeah. which Mitch is then mistranslated <laughs> on purpose into English. And they talk about there's not one God, there's multiple gods, and Abraham was made up. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Like seriously, <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, wow, that's that's a interesting theory. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that I won't go that far, but one of the things my sister and I talk about is they they talk about everything you've ever been told to lie. And say, what if they go after our religion? I said I would not, I would not, because in in my King James Bible, I don't think I have it here. Mm -hmm. um on um it says the crown owns the king james bible mm -hmm. the copyright to it and after 400 years i still have a copyright on it yeah because they keep I, renewing I, I it i find that very interesting <laughs> why would they have a copyright on something that's 400 years old because they keep renewing it well, the copyright system copyright didn't even come into play. I mean, when did the copyright system come into play? I don't remember when that. But it's it, it's a version. It's a version of the Bible, right? right? So there are other versions out there. And this is what they're trying to say is that is that the whole thing is a deception from day one. Yeah. To to and try I, and make and people more complacent and tolerant. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm saying, to my sister. What if the underpinnings of Christianity are are we've been lied to about them too? Mm -hmm. And Lori's, Lori's, Lori is kind of, she said there, and, I, and I, what I think is that that could be the one that, that people go lose their minds over. Mm -hmm. I, I really, and yeah. I'm worried. I, I don't know what it could be, but I am worried that that's probably the one that I would, I would shut down over. Um, because well, you don't, go ahead. You heard you heard about the the thing about Pope Benedict, right? Which one? I, so which pope is that? Is that the Dominic? Pope, the one that the one that just died, and he wrote about how he oh, said yeah, yeah. that the the church the church has been taken over by demonic forces. And now he Pope Francis is like, force. no, he was he was one of the ones who was saying that you know he was the last real pope. Everybody after him was was. Had, had taken over it was taken over by demonic forces well now you see pope francis going out there saying well homosexuality is okay right, you know all right, of this right. stuff it's like okay now he's he's touting the deep state party line now right. so it's like when did the papacy get get woked get woken get get invaded by these you know these demons so all of these things are getting are getting subverted by this by the cabal right right so even right. even the catholic church because I'm sure there's plenty of Catholics. I mean, there's how many? There's a probably billion Catholics around the world. They're probably, probably. looking at the Pope and going, "What the hell, man?" I <laughs> uh, I think he's um, he's softened. Uh, if I remember, he's softened the church view on abortion, and he's at one time he was going to say priests could get married. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what the hell is going on here? And I think that's the big. That's the key. That's what's interesting is that people are saying, oh, people are going away from religion. They're stepping away from religion. You know, religion's not a factor in their lives anymore, probably because they're being so 
tolerant and complacent. That's a good point. That's because people point. want structure. They want the hard line. They want heaven and hell. Yeah, they want all that stuff to be solid. They don't want your, you know, if I'm going to go to a, if I'm going to go to a church, I want the church to be, you know, what it is. I don't want it to suddenly change just to for with the times. I think that's see people are saying that the reason why people aren't going to church is because it's not changing with the times, but maybe it's the opposite reason. Maybe it's right. the maybe the reason why people aren't going anymore is because, you know, they're becoming woke and changing and becoming modernized. People maybe be want the structure of the older church. Well, I, I think that I think you're on to something there. I, yeah. I think going back to what we were saying, um, he without sin can first month. There's they erased They've erased sin, essentially. Yep. That's what yep. they're trying. I mean, the cabal is trying to erase sin. I'm not mm -hmm. really sure why they're trying to do that, but they're trying to turn everything into acceptable. Yep. And I, I I don't think we're ready for that. There's a reason why some of this stuff is not acceptable, and it's a societal reason. And But they're trying, they're doing their darndest to get it to where we accept anything. Yeah, uh, and I guess the one that's out there now is pedophilia. I don't understand that one at all. I, yeah. just, I don't understand how anybody would look at that and say I'm not going to cast a stone at that person. Yeah, that's over there hitting on my daughter. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're all going back to, um, you know, anything goes, right? Anything well, goes. So Isn't that it's the it's the lifting of restrictions and tolerance of everything. Right, the, and, and that goes to back to what I was saying about liberal. But it's like uncivilized. Boundaries. It's civilization. It's the breakdown of civilization because civilization. Right. I mean, you don't think there was pedophilia back when before pre-civilization? Oh, oh, that's yeah. all it was. <laughs> People only lived until they were twenty, so of course it happened. I mean, that's pre-civil. It's pre-civilized pre-civilized behavior. It's was being brought back, right? So. Like, what is uncivilized behavior? Isn't that what oh, they're trying to bring back? Come up with it. Put that on the board. What is uncivilized <laughs> behavior? That's a big question. I never even thought about it. Um, yeah, because we're they're trying to destroy civilization, right? But what? I mean, what are they going to replace it with? Oh, they don't anarchy? care about replacing it with any every anything goes, right? Anything well, goes. that's anarchy, and I I don't see that as a benefit to anybody for anarchy. I don't. Uh -huh. I, I what I think they're doing is tearing down one power structure to put the other one in place, mm -hmm. and and the other one being the communistic cabal, whatever. I mean, I, I'm I'm what they're doing. Well, here's maybe doing it's to me, it's their their like uncivilized behavior from them, but. The rest of us have to be have to be enslaved to the to I the behavior. It's yeah, or or to accept it as, as civilized, or accept uh, it as that. Yeah, exactly. You think that you might know, be what it is? Because the peons are the peons allowed to do this, or is are only the? Oh, absolutely uh, not. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, that's why that's why you have people get arrested for pedophilia, and and what they say. Um. This the somebody made the point. Have you ever seen a picture of Bill Gates with a mask on? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. Because mm -hmm. he didn't. He knew what the deal was. Mm -hmm. 
pedophilia is just one of them. Where, where I was going, what, I, where, what dawned on me, I think I would take the Russian form of communism in the 60s and 70s over this woke nightmare that were that has broke out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know if you, I think we've talked about this, about how Putin is kind of reestablishing the Russian Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's saying that, so they're really they're more conservative over there than we are. Oh yeah, and that's why he able that's why he's able to go on the world stage and saying we're corrupt and all this kind of stuff. When we used to look at them as the corruption, and we're we're more corrupt because we're less. I don't know, not orthodox. We're less. We're less. We're constrained. more tolerant. Yeah, we're more tolerant of these yeah, things. Uh, yeah, tolerant. Tolerance is. It was like a virus. Tolerance mm-hmm. and diversity both kind of you got to you got to diversify and be tolerant at the same time because they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Tolerance and diversity. Mm-hmm. So any strange thing comes wrong, you got to tolerate. It, it's pretty much um, a paired uh, rhetorical device, I guess is what I would say. It's, but it's the problem is, is that you, people. if you tolerate everything, then your your culture falls apart your civilization right. falls apart you there's got to be rules there have to be rules and if there's no rules then there is no civilization right right and that's why i think they're trying to replace one with the other mm. they're not they're not we're not going to be un well we may be uncivilized but we're not going to be uncontrolled um well, I mean, we don't, and that's and that's the other thing out. that annoys me is you know everyone's bitching about capitalism, but what we have today is not capitalism. It is just it's not capitalism, but they're re, they're they're making it sound like it's oh you know there's everything's so unfair, everything's so unequal, blah blah blah. It's not, but yeah, but that's not because of capitalism. Capitalism capitalism equalizes things. This is not capitalism. The system that we're in. Right. There's there's like it's corporatism or or something. I saw it on Wikipedia. I forget what it was called, but it's basically a form of soft communism or soft soft socialism that we're in. And that's why everything is turning to shit. <laughs> it's well, not it's but, not capitalism. If it was capitalism, but, then pe- people would be free, much freer to to be able to pursue what they want to do and make more make money off of it. We're not in that system at all, but they're mislabeling it so can, they can try to drag it down further, right? That you're right and what I was going to say with that is when government when government got involved and started telling you know you got to do this and this and with government regulations, I think that converted the capitalist system. Yeah. I I think that I, I hate to say that. I hate controls, but there are some things that benefit society. Like um, I don't like the uh, I don't like the EPA, but I like that the that we're having clearer air than we had uh, years ago. I like I like that the pollution is being controlled because pollution affects us all, and so that was a government thing. But I I think what happens is they overstep. Their government control trying to perfect something, mm-hmm. and they become harmful. That's you know they have. I think that's why they have sunset laws. Is these laws are only affect, and if they don't get passed again, I, maybe that's something that we should we should think about. Some of these things need to be sunsetted 
and and the re regulations turned off for a few years so that people had the chance to say yes we want this but we didn't want that yeah yeah but then because of our election system is so messed up there's no uh, way for us to to say this is what this is what we want because <laughs> you know you could put anything to a plebiscite and the plebiscite could be corrupted so it, it, that's what i'm saying the only what we need is well, direct I, democracy that's the only way if we no. could all vote on every single issue and it be not and not subverted then and maybe that, that, no even i won't uh, i'm like no that because that goes back to the the uh, democracy goes back to greeks and the way they used to do direct direct democracy and that is um that is management by the mob yeah no, and thought does not go into this no, no, no. whatever it's yeah yeah, yeah you're absolutely right today. you're absolutely right but the, so i'm saying but the the actual election election piece should be should be redone completely in such a oh, way yeah. that we you know we act we, because we can see it yeah there's Some so much corruption there the magic yeah. box yeah it's yeah. is the ghost in the machine you know there's something happening behind the scenes we know something is happening and we can't see it. If we can't see it, we know something is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to capture. We got to come up with a better way of capturing the will of the people, the accurate will of the people, and making it 100% transparent, so you know exactly. Well, be careful there. Who voted for what? Getting, I'm not saying we're going to gonna implement it. I'm just saying capturing it, well, and then after you capture it, then you know what to do with it. Well, the will of people. So. This goes to the multi-voting thing that they're doing up in Alaska. Do you understand that very well? That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's where you're going. That's what they're trying. The will of people. You have one will, but you have a, another will that might be subservient to that, and we got to capture that too. That's See, ridiculous. I, I think yeah. it needs to be a um, um, yes or no. Yeah. I like this. I don't like that. Yeah. I, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Clear about that. There's never. They should. We should never have a situation. Where there's shades of gray, it's either yes or no. no. It, yes or no. Especially in a in the ballot box, because yep. in the ballot box you have to. We're going this way. We're not going multiple directions. We're going this way. Yeah. And if you're wrong, then you make the corrective a few years later, and you you like re re steer the ship, and but you have to. You have to have a clear course. Exactly. It's, we can't make multiple decisions and carry out each every one. I think absolutely we've um, diluted. Um, yeah. Not diluted. Not diluted, but diluted. diluted and diluted. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same thing. And, and interesting wordplay. Um, yeah. And I gotta go. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I have another okay. call. Yeah, I gotta go too. <laughs> I'll All see right, you sir. In, a, in a week, okay? Yeah, and let me know when, when you're down here. Okay, we'll, I'll talk we'll to set something here up. in a little bit. All right. Talk to All you right, later, bye. man. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.